0: Just throwing down with Jess and Lily. That makes no sense. sense. You can be funny and not be offensive. The same way this is your workspace, this is my workspace. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. sports. You'll be a little smarter and will be a little smarter and it will be great. I was close to being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us us off. All right, on that note, we're throwing down. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily caffrey Levine. I'm Jess King. And we have another great episode lined up today talking about everything current going on, as well as throwing it back to some other um, more historical things that we want to get into today. Um, however, It'll be a great day. Yes, it should be an awesome one. However, before we get started, but first. there is something that we need to address, and a lot of people need to address. So if you haven't been keeping up with the news lately, then you missed this week's round of offensive things set on live broadcasts. That's right, in all of the unpredictable and wacky news that has made us fear turning every single corner in 2020, you can find comfort in the consistency of rich white men in sports degrading different genders, sexual orientations, and races on live television. This week, there was not one, but two live broadcasts in which a straight white male in a position of power made comments that both create an unwelcoming environment for and degrade people who do not look or think like them. Now, people will tell you it's getting better for minorities in sports. And it is. There are more and more people of color and women working in sports than ever before but it's getting better by percentage points so small that your intro to stats professor wouldn't round them up from a C plus to a B minus. Now, it's hard to find definite data on the demographics that are in the broadcast booths right now, with changing broadcasts come a variety of different mix of broadcasters for different games. But I've been watching sports for about 22 years now, and while I wasn't keeping data in 2002 when I was four years old, I've been paying attention. It's mostly white men in the booth. However, 2018, the Institute for Diversity and Ethics in Sports came out with the 2018 Associated Press Sports Editors Racial and Gender Report Card, which found that 85% of the sports editors and 82% of reporters were white. 90% of sports editors and 89% of reporters were male. The grade for racial hiring practices for APSE newspapers and websites was a B. And for gender hiring practices, they received their fifth consecutive F. F as in fail. If you get five consecutive Fs in college, they kick you out. Now the combined grade for all the research done was a D plus. A D plus! That's not much better than an F. And I bet there are a lot of people out there that still think you can beg your professor to round your D plus up to a B minus because you tried really hard this semester. Everyone hated to hear it then and you're gonna hate hearing it now. But showing up 20 minutes late to class or 20 years late to the movement, sitting in the back and watching the box grow on your phone while the professor's trying to explain something to you and handing all your work in late isn't trying hard. That's the bare minimum. Derogatory marks such as the ones made this past week are an unfortunate part of the job description here. If you're gay, a woman, a person of color, trans, they say things to you like, Make sure you don't let it get to you. Ignore the comments. Can you just let it slide? Don't respond to people. These phrases have become almost the oral tradition of minority groups in sports, passed down to us from the generations before us to make sure that we don't lose our voices that they've fought so hard to get for us. I'm not the first person you've heard this argument from, and I pray I'm not the last because we have a lot of work to do. But when does the responsibility of dealing with offensive behavior and comments become the responsibility of those making them and not the responsibility of the victims to deal with them? It's on those who have been given this huge platform, the ones that are in the booth, to think before they speak and honestly, to think before they think. People have to start asking themselves, not should you say that out loud, but why do you think that way about women? Why do you think that way about someone who is gay or bisexual or trans? Why do you think that way about black people, indigenous people, people of color? It's time to step back, look in the mirror and step up. It's our own responsibility as adults to unlearn the ideas of hate and acceptance we may have been taught, whatever they were. It's time to learn, to listen and to commit to being better and accountable before a major network tells us we have to be. So with that, Jess, I don't know if you have any comments on some of the things that were said this past week.
1: Um, a few. Well, you said it perfectly um, and exactly kind of the way I'm feeling. At the end of the day, these are professionals who have worked in the industry for so long. And like you said, it's the people in power and the people who are that high up in the totem pole that will be able to make greater amounts of change in a faster amount of time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And while it's just such a sticky situation because it's just
0: not cool anymore. Plain and simple.
1: It's, it's exhausting um, that we have to open a show like that. I mean.
0: Almost weekly now.
1: Yeah. So whatever. At the end of the day, like, sometimes people any person can get caught up in a moment and say something that they don't mean but that's kind of completely different when i'm talking to you right now uh whether we were recording or whether we weren't recording like Mm -hmm. we were just talking an hour ago um but these are people who are paid large amounts of money to be on tv uh and to call games for hundreds of thousands of people that are listening and watching so I think that we have to hold them to a higher standard than we even hold ourselves and we hold ourselves to pretty high standards so Mm. with that I mean the court of public opinion is kind of running the show here these days and I am here for it (laughs) so yeah do better
0: everybody do better learn learn from your mistakes and move forward and learn before you make mistakes. That's kind of my whole point is don't wait for the network to tell you you have to apologize for something. Question why you think that in the first place. That's true because
1: when you say something, whether like I said, even just having a regular conversation, I feel like we know as individuals when we say Mm -hmm. something that's like a little too far or we stumble over our words or, wow, that didn't sound as good as I thought it sounded in my head. Like I could see where people could get offended by that. So it's knowing that beforehand and rather than apologizing when you come back from commercial break, it's about you saying something and being like, oh my God, I did not actually mean to say that. It's also more genuine and authentic as an apology that way Um, and I think it goes along while it may look sloppy uh, from a broadcast perspective I'd rather have I'd rather as a producer be like trusting enough in my broadcasters and commentators to recognize and address that so we don't have to do it after the fact and have those two minutes and 30 seconds on commercial break is a long time on Twitter For people to get fired up so i think just do better straight up all around
0: yeah so speaking of doing better let's talk playoffs that was a very harsh segue but nonetheless something we wanted you
1: guys to hear
0: yeah something we we wanted to address but we're also going to get into some of the the regular programming for today so Round one of the NBA playoffs um, still happening. Celtics and Raptors are set for their um, round two matchup on Thursday. The Magic still have a chance to get out of round one, question mark? Probably not. Question but, mark. But, again, I, I I don't know. Anything could happen at this point. That's anything could nice happen. Fun. Um, Luka's probably the future of the NBA. Those were kind of the main points. I don't know if you have anything to add, Jess.
1: Um, the Lakers and the Trailblazers are – off to a really hot round one this is the type of content that i would be expecting in like the semifinals uh, uh yeah
0: no the and round i really one like it good. usually
1: round one is not that entertaining for a lot of people because it's kind of all even like, in the sweeps
0: it's been entertaining exactly which i think it's rare
1: i mean the nets are the nets and whatever's whatever that's a sweep i knew that was a sweep and if it wasn't a sweep i would have screamed um, so it's fine. But Damian Lillard's actually out for game five on Wednesday versus the Lakers. So with that, I think that the Lakers might just lock. take it. I think it's yeah. a lock. I think that I applaud the Trailblazers on uh, Carmelo Anthony and all the other guys for, for putting up a great fight. And it's obviously, like we said, been one of... I think it's one of the most entertaining series we'll get out of the... NBA playoffs this year, besides Mm -hmm. for the NBA finals, obviously, but Lillard's Lillard. And
0: I mean, it was so like when he was before he was out,
1: that's logo Lillard. Like I was watching (laughs) the jump today and they had their headline as logo LeBron question mark. Mm -hmm. And I just,
0: you're like, no logo Lillard. No, it's
1: logo Lillard. Like, where have you guys been? I know we've been talking about logo Lillard for a really long time, um, But he kind of was, like, doing it, like, first. He made it, like, a clutch thing to do when necessary. And I don't think he's overkilled it at all yet. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously that's great for LeBron. But, like, logo Lillard over logo LeBron for me.
0: All right. All right. I respect that. Sorry not sorry, guys. Um, But I'm excited for the rest of the playoffs to come. I just think there's going to be more –
1: Playoff basketball, basketball and playoff come. hockey have been crazy Yeah,
0: so touching, on, touching on hockey, round two, of the NHL playoffs, Boston, Vegas, Dallas, and the Islanders are all leading their series by one game in the second round. Um, and we'll probably do more on that as things kind of heat up, not that they're not already, like, smoking hot um, because it's playoff hockey. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Dallas man – Dallas,
1: Dallas, Dallas, a little bit more about Dallas. Yeah, we'll Um, get into Dallas
0: more later as the
1: show goes on, just kind of updates on what's going on. Dallas,
0: man, Dallas, Um, man. (laughs) WNBA has given us a whole new round of insults um, that we can use on people. I cannot wait until all this Corona stuff is over so that I can hear someone say in public, I'll see you in the lobby after an argument. Also someone please make that merch. I will buy yes. it. I'll see you I in the lobby that. is everything. I need
1: Instagram to stop giving me sponsored ads for call her daddy merch, which is gross. Um, and instead. <laughs> Someone please make like I'll see you in the speed. lobby merch. Like, Hey, Instagram. I know you're listening to me on the microphone on my phone right now, but guess what? Like, I'm not talking about call her daddy. because like, I think it's cool. I just up your trash talking like, them. I'll see you in the, the
0: lobby. I'll see you in the lobby. Or
1: a <laughs> joke of feminism, like in America right now, they're gross. But. Um, that's a conversation for a different day, guys. We don't have all all day for me to talk shit about
0: that podcast. <laughs> so before the, it just get into it though,
1: much. a couple of dates I want to keep in mind for mm-hmm. everyone that's listening. Uh, you know that Lily and I love supporting women in sports and women's sports. Period. Um, regular season is ending September 12th and which is like said, so soon, <laughs> so soon. You don't even think that it's like the 25th right now, but here we are, uh, 26th while you guys are listening to this. But that happens WNBA playoffs right around the quarter for us here while we're enjoying some NBA playoffs. So that will be timed really well um, if the NBA season ends and you still want to keep watching basketball because the women do it just as well too. Mm -hmm. Um, So here we are at here we are and the trade deadline is August 28th for them right before playoffs kick off. So, a couple things in the news. Maybe next week we can talk some hot topics about what went down right before the trade deadline and what's really going on. We'll dive deeper into the WNBA maybe next week.
0: mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah. So, that's kind of it for, like, kind of weekly updates. Um, more on some basketball stuff.
1: I am so taking stuff.
0: I'm taking my bias out of this completely. Like, we all know I'm a Celtics fan. We all know I'm annoying about it. <clears throat> but take that out. Completely. We all know
1: you're from Boston, Lily. We
0: get it. We get it. <laughs> So here's, I mean, honestly, Brett Brown. How are you going to start this one? (laughs) uh, I don't even know. I thought about this for a long time, and I still, like, started talking. I I want to hear the
1: segue.
0: (laughs) I was like, how do I even, like, Brett Brown, man, I feel for that guy. I really, I really genuinely feel bad for him. Um, I, okay, 76ers were swept. We know, that much we know. Brett Brown Brown was fired on Monday after seven years um, coaching the 76ers. That much we also know. Um, And this was like a weird kind of seven-year period for the Sixers. Uh, Maybe not weird's the word, but like there was so much kind of – I don't want to call it hype because they were genuinely good a lot of the time, but there was – On paper – on paper, They're they were really a super good. team. Like they should have been a super team, but then but here we are in a first teams round exit. Have
1: one too many good players yeah, on their so team.
0: it's like you have the super team. Obviously, Jimmy Butler um left. He was there. Like they they failed to re-sign him, amongst a slew of other things that. Have and happened he's like over the past seven fine.
1: <laughs> anyway, the Heat are Jimmy like Jimmy
0: Butler's. Like I heard what what's that line from that song? I Heard You're Doing Me and You Heard I'm Doing Fine. Um, yes. Something like he's like, like that. Jimmy Butler's fine. Taylor Swift
1: song. <laughs>
0: Is it? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, <laughs> don't know popular culture. Uh, no, so just a slew of kind of like unfortunate missteps that, that are, weren't honestly missteps, but like turn out to be missteps. Like the signing of Al Horford should have been a huge move and it kind of wasn't. And there's a lot of things that go into stuff like this. One of them being team chemistry and that they have all these superstar players in Joel Embiid, in Al Horford, in Ben Simmons and all of that, whatever. But there was like this kind of inability to convert, not necessarily individually, but as a team, obviously like the first produce? round exit, there's you so- produce. Yeah. I think might be the word. When you have a first round exit, obviously something's wrong. It is sweet at that. And I think, watching the Celtics and the 76ers it's very clear that there is one team where when you take one player out of the mix it largely does not affect the big picture of it Gordon Hayward's obviously out and the Celtics still had a very steady sweep of the 76ers yeah. um and so I think all of those players you see Jason Tatum putting up big numbers you see Marcus Smart Jalen Brown all putting up big numbers uh maybe not big numbers but big performances and but none of them are this like without X player, they couldn't do it. I genuinely think that any kind of movement of the players that they have, they work well together and they all produce where you have these super superstars on the 76ers and it just felt like it never clicked. There was like something lacking there. And I think well, that thing being same. team chemistry, um, it doesn't mean the players, it doesn't mean the players they have aren't great because they are, but there was just right. something missing in the puzzle that was the team.
1: And you can't say when there's a sweep like that, I think that you could just say, you know what? They outplayed us and we Mm. tried hard and that was great. Because it's a sweep. You didn't try hard. You had seven games to try hard and you just putzed out at game four. So, you
0: you putzed out at game (laughs) four. That's funny. I mean, seriously. You putzed out at game four. I saw
1: that immediate let go of Brown and kind of a whole reevaluation of and there, what they is going to make this team click. We saw it a little bit with the Golden State Warriors when they started adding on so many powerful players on their and team. And now here we are. And what it really comes down to is big egos, to be honest with you. I feel like with the 76ers, think that that's they a have hot so many specialized players that – it's really difficult to get them all going. it's they're missing something crucial.
0: Well, they're missing also not that this would have solved everything, but like the shooter that is JJ Reddick, I think m- might have made like a massive difference. Um, yeah. and maybe not massive, but like somewhere some
1: sort of the 76ers lost their their game plan, like whatever path they were traveling on
0: mm-hmm. um. Okay, like, but here's they this. They let
1: go of Reddick, and then they let go of yeah. Butler. So, like, Whatever here's the thing. The plan they had didn't work out. But Jimmy Butler is laughing his ass off in Orlando. So, right?
0: the Ringers' Haley O'Shaughnessy did um, – the article is very cleverly titled, the Sixers gave Brett Brown everything except what he needed. And in the article, it lists, like, a few moves that the organization has made – Um, in the past several years one of them being signing Tobias Harris to a five-year 180 million dollar contract as the three guy and he made two threes the entire series so like I think there's some things that like the idea was there that didn't come to fruition but you can't have that many ideas that don't come to fruition like you need a few of them to work out because then- You're Kind to be like,
1: hey, here's your fat check. Now go is, put some points on the freaking What board. is Brett
0: Brown to do when he's been given all these moves and none of them are really working the way that maybe the front office intended when they gave him all this money? So we kind of, a lot of that is like chemistry, not necessarily like chemi- chemistry can be two things. I think like relationships amongst players and kind of like being able to win and work together as as a cohesive group. Chemistry also being how to – everyone on the teams from front office to coaching to players, how does everyone's talents work together, I guess, to be a more cohesive, like, unit. Um, so, so that
1: begs the question, Lily. Yeah. Go. How important is team chemistry to you building if you had the – accessibility and stuff to build a roster for a professional sports team how much are you emphasizing sportsmanship and team chemistry in your uh organization's values
0: well i think it's i think it's something that like i said is extremely important on a few levels being not just does your team get along so you're not spending practice breaking up fights and petty arguments and actually spending time practicing um which that's an extreme measure but it happens. But, and then also, how do the talents that you've gathered together complement each other? And so, do you have a shooter? Do you have a good big man? Like, I don't know, stuff like that. So, I think, um, out of 10, like, how important is chemistry on, in any definition of the word? I'd say, like, 11, maybe? (laughs) Um, Just because I just think, I don't know it's like this that's the whole like super team thing it's like can there's still a lot of debate about that like can the super teams thing really work I think it does but with the right super team I don't think you're just taking every any player I don't think you take the best player at each position and you have a good team necessarily I
1: think that it goes a long way and we've have some instances that we're going to debate about. This is what we're going to talk about. For we're going to talk
0: chemistry.
1: Chemistry, the way it differs between sports and who can get away with it and who definitely does not get away with it. And so with that, I'm going to bring up something that we are a little familiar about Earl Thomas, his situation with the Ravens in Baltimore, and how that did not work for him. So, last week, earlier last week, Earl Thomas was the former Ravens safety. Um, his lazy attitude, his lack of sportsmanship, and his overall uncollaborative, like, attitude towards the team uh, ended up with him throwing a punch at Calm. Chuck Clark in practice last week, and he was released. He was sent home, and he is no longer the Ravens' safety.
0: Pass go, pass go. Do not collect $200. See you later. Exactly. And
1: here's how some facts that we can discuss at a further point. It okay. wasn't an isolated incident, this throwing the punch. He mm-hmm. had been late to several practices over his time – in baltimore he was formerly had an altercation with his teammate brandon williams after a loss to the browns last season A conversation that looked a little heated and um clark chuck clark who he threw the punch at was in control of the safety position the ravens were doing really well they were winning almost every week last year um thomas was coming off an injury prior to signing with the ravens and they thought you know what things are going kind of well for us i think we can handle it they kind of um take after those more like not level-headed football players <laughs> and so to put it nicely
0: that was a really like polite way of just being like yeah everyone needs to calm. what's the, going on down like, there? everybody guys. should just <laughs> calm the fuck down and like take a deep fucking breath so which yeah, is like my answer to so many things i'm like you know what this really sounds like everybody needs to count to 10 Take a deep breath and, like, and regroup. I, let's regroup. I know you guys want to, like, fight each other.
1: There's a ton of testosterone. But, like, let's calm down. It's Take just football breath. at the end Count of the day. Count to ten. Let's so, anyway, um, after he gets released from practice, he goes to social media and he posts a video. And everyone kind of takes off from there. It's, like, the video is the play that he threw a punch on. And then – he. It it just kind of took off from there. I mean, for me, this is my thing. I love watching athletes interact on social media. I think them being on it and using it well is great, but there's a fine line. I think that if you're going to go try to – I don't know what he was trying to do there. I think he was trying to, like, out them. Like he's like, I'm gonna get ahead of this before you could talk smack like on my name. So is it like trying to
0: say that he's but it did look good.
1: It didn't look good. I would rather work with okay, if he wanted to stay with the organization, he would have worked with the Ravens PR Mm -hmm. department and his agent would have worked with them to figure out a really good way to get around this behind it and hopefully never have that happen again. But he had been a problem in that locker room for a really long time. So I think at that point, they were all just like, F it. He said, I'm going to throw this punch because I don't really care. And I know that this is my last draw here. Like, you know, when enough's enough. And like, whenever you're making decisions in any area of life, you know, when like, you're going to push it too far deep down, I believe that people know. So I think that, he knew. I mean, yeah, he's and, an adult
0: man. He knows what he's doing when he's throwing a punch. Like it's he's exactly. Not, he's
1: and a so the Ravens will take a fifteen million dollar salary cap hit for releasing him. Okay, here's they my thing: that he was like a detriment to the team. But either way, we could tell just by that number how much That's, the Ravens organization values. was like.
0: No, sorry, again, pass like, go. You know Do not collect two hundred dollars. I'm imagine. sorry. Like <laughs> if you're gonna take a. 15 million dollar salary cap hit then this guy's obviously not good for your team like you're like you know what we will pay 15 million dollars for you to just like chill man and i think that that's like okay so there was probably a problem if he takes because 50
1: million from your team he's too mad for you bro
0: <laughs> too mad for you bro um yeah that's the that's like the telling thing to me is just like they it wasn't just like listen we can't like you need to figure this out it was just like nope It's worth losing the $15 million to not have to deal with this. If I had $15 million,
1: I would never let that girl go.
0: (laughs) Um, So I think this is just like, this is one of the examples of it's like, you can have good team chemistry, but like our- your personalities and your talents cohesive with each other. And they when were- people are, When people are throwing punches at practice, I just feel like that's not really- cohesive. I mean, it, so like- It brings me back to high school sports. If there was any like disagreement, they're like, okay, you're running laps. See you in a mile. And I was yeah. like, ooh.
1: Like, they were still doing well, but at what cost? Like, if all of your players Mm -hmm. are unhappy. um, And, I mean, that obviously, no matter what, comes down to the organization itself, I think, and what they value in their workplace. um,
0: This is also at practice when there's, like, literally nothing on the line. The team would have
1: applauded him and had a parade for him around the stadium because –
0: Who knows what they
1: value down there anymore? I can't even keep up with them.
0: So, Jess, let's give this interaction, incident, whatever you want to call it, a chemistry grade, A through F. What are you grading it? (laughs) I'm
1: grading a freaking F. Like, what the hell? This guy's crazy. I mean, seriously, like, this is the thing. Like, I get it. Football is a full contact sport but you and, can't
0: punch people it's a full it, contact sport but you can't yeah, get mad in practice and, and punch someone can't in the do face it,
1: you can't do that to your teammate it's almost like it would be a little bit more respectable if it wasn't his teammate it's definitely not respectable because uh,
0: unwritten rules of baseball don't assist an opposing player
1: <laughs> exactly like it's like that it's like it just is so it just makes no sense like you're do better do better do better um
0: okay so our next incident of chemistry or lack thereof is a classic one this is a little little throwback um
1: and it like do you see the little smile that just came on my face because we're about to talk about like this man and oh
0: yeah okay so everyone i feel like if you had to pick if you had to guess of the three that we were gonna pick this one's probably always gonna be on it kobe and Shaq. 96 to 04 Lakers, um, three consecutive titles from 2001 to 2003. Shaq won the MVP in each of the titles they won. However, as with any two phenomenal basketball players, um, the there's two. the potential who are very regard highly regarded and very talented. There is always the chance for there to be some personal issues, little button heads in that. Um, so they had. Obviously some personal differences regarding their roles on the team um, and 2004 Shaq was traded to the heat and one day later Kobe resigned with the Lakers. the rest is history um, so there was always talk of them not getting along having like personal issues and things like that that ultimately after three titles led to Shaq being traded.
1: They were just two. See, this is like them being two different people who butt heads based solely on how they were as like individuals outside.
0: Well, yeah. So and inside of
1: basketball,
0: I think that this is like an example of kind of the other end of things, where it's like you have players whose talents and per, maybe not personalities, whose talents are very cohesive and create this great team unit, but personal issues getting the not get in the way of that. Because I think with Kobe and Shaq, while there is there was all this drama and it was so talked about for so long, when they were playing together, it obviously didn't totally have a lasting impact because they won three titles. Um, and so I think that that's the thing of like, they yeah. had their issues, were able to put them aside. Once I the almost
1: like on. didn't want to even use, but this is like a classic... It's uh, just
0: a classic example that we had yeah. to talk
1: about, but I almost didn't even want to talk about it because it's these so unique. two men are and were, are legends. They are mm-hmm. legends and they always will be. So it's almost like, obviously, no matter what was going on in their own brains, mm-hmm. they were putting that to the side when game time
0: exactly was going and i think that that kind of goes legends. into yeah that goes into them kind of being how regarded they are in basketball because yeah it was all like again i don't know kobe and shaq i don't know exactly what their personal issues were stemming from like specific instances but they had their personal issues they won three titles and then when it kind of got to a point shaq was traded to miami um now i think with this so just first off Chemistry grade for me, I'm going B plus because the only thing I can take points off passing. for is the t- well yeah because the only thing I can really take points off for is the trade. Which so what's your grade and then I'll get into why. Well, because it
1: ended end with a trade, it's like this is the way I'm. Can't doing be it. an A. You yeah. end with a trade, you're not. You don't get an A because mm. you didn't work through all the problems. You kind of traded away your problems, which yeah, is, which is fine. That's how it goes in sports. It's a business. Mm. I would give it – I don't know. You said B+. plus. I would go around a B, too, because, like, okay. at the end of the day, like, when you, like, go to class hungover and you take a test and you get a B the next day, you're like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm bragging about a B no matter what. A C, I don't know if, like, I would – if I was hung – this is the instance. If I was hungover, went to class. So, like, for anyone else, I would probably just give them – a, like if this was two other people besides Shaq and Kobe, I'd probably give them a C. But just because of the expectations
0: on it and the fact that they're bugging legends, it was also just like I'm gonna give them a B. I don't remember it as much. Like obviously, I wasn't born until 1988. Well, this wasn't like our so, time. Yeah, it wasn't our time. So everything I know about this is secondhand. Like I didn't never witness it. I never like watched any the interviews live or whatever. So all I know about it is like from what I've learned in like learning about basketball and reading and stuff like that. But so I think it like leads me to this thing of like, I feel like I'll never know how it really was in the moment. You know what I mean? It was like, did but they that's really why was it so like so
1: good and we have to give them
0: credit is cause like, Exactly we'll because never see them be so vicious and abrasive don't, towards each I other. I feel like you don't remember Shaq and Kobe as hating each other. You remember them as winning three titles. That's how yes. you know what I mean? Like you don't think Shaq like and Kobe, yes, they hated each other.
1: But it's not like the way we're gonna think about
0: about disagreements yeah yeah well so and that's my thing so the reason i'm going b plus and obviously because like it ended in trade what do the lakers look like if they don't trade shaq or is there no way around it? they were going to trade him no doubt about it i think if they were really beefing that hard
1: and they were like okay well you know shaq's kind of like shaq's older than kobe you know Mm -hmm. when kobe arrived on the scene shaq asked actually had said, quote, I'm not going to be babysitting when Kobe Bryant arrived to mm-hmm. the Lakers. So I think that the Lakers had to make a decision like, okay, they're not really like out of control right now. Obviously was, there was no single brawl incident like the one with Earl Thomas that we could narrow down and just say, hey, this was the breaking point. Yeah. It was just, but they were also, both really good. It had to be that bad though that they couldn't settle for both of them after winning three championships you know what I mean that's like a high consolation prize like
0: yeah you were they were probably consecutive
1: championships contemplating a fourth championship or trading one of them Mm -hmm. and they had to definitely go with it like well Shaq Shaq
0: I think and I might be wrong I might be wrong I think Shaq also wanted more money and I don't know if they were going to give it to him Again, okay, I so might be wrong. Like Don't something. quote me on that.
1: No, but that's just something else to think about. They probably just made the decision where, like, we're gonna have to go with Kobe because we're gonna get more out of Kobe than we're gonna get out of Shaq right now. So why am I gonna pay up there when I could pay up here? Or like Shaq save was a
0: up. Celtic for a while.
1: Yeah, and they could save up on Kobe being a younger guy and not having the power of like a veteran pull, but also like they should have just Yeah,
0: no, I more. know what you mean. Um, so yeah, I'm so oh, yeah, with I think I'll plus. go
1: I think I'll go uh I'll My- go a B- because it's still something to brag about. Okay, here's it's my not, final like, answer. embarrassing.
0: Yeah. My final answer is B+, plus and I want someone like to write- credit. No, and I want someone to make the what if Shaq never got traded movie. Like, I just want the movie, the, like, what if, the, movie. the alternate universe, like, what would it have looked like? I'm just curious. That's all.
1: Okay. That um, would be, like, the craziest series of rewrites to ever exist on, like, a <laughs> history. Like, like, I don't think don't anyone, do anyone you asked me it. that question and, like, I You're just, like, oh, you guys are watching this, like, my eyes kind of popped out of my head. I was like, uh, I'm, like, kind of smart, but, like, I'm not that You're smart. Like, like, a lot know. of our professors would be able to answer that question way better than I ever could. Could have all imagined. right. So,
0: what is our third match? So, no, we're gonna pairing? go back
1: a little duo? bit on this one. Duo, it's like a a dreaded duo, not like a dynamic duo. Okay, I mean, or like, it, I think you could call, could call this. you can call
0: Shaq and Kobe a dynamic duo. That yes, yes, ended, no hate on them. That, that one of them got traded.
1: Here we go. Number three, Jeff Kent and Barry Bonds. I feel like this is a baseball far... action.
0: A far less known one.
1: So this one is interesting. Lily and I were talking about this for a while before we started recording. But basically, this is how it goes down. Six seasons together on the Giants, 97 to 02, 3 They combined for a total of 479 home runs together, but came out to no surprise of the fans. Kent said, quote, we were not friends. To the San Francisco Chronicles, um, a couple days before he was inducted into the um, Bay Area Hall of Fame. So, in this was the breaking point. See, this is the thing: we could identify this and the other case to a breaking point, whereas Kobe and Shaq, we really like couldn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, June two thousand and two. Take it back. Everyone was. I love the setup. Rise jeans.
0: So picture uh, this. Denim on denim. Low-rise jeans,
1: denim on denim. Weird cell phones that you had to probably phones. like lift a thing. Wasn't that maybe that when you that was the 90s, I think, when you had to like lift that thing and then I don't know. I've had an iPhone to suck us. <laughs> so anyway, June 2002. 10 to 7 lost the Padres for the Giants. Um in the middle of the second or third inning, The two guys, uh, Barry Bonds and Jeff Kent, started screaming at each other, fighting, yelling, shoving each other, ended up with Bonds grabbing Kent around the neck, um, pushing him against the dugout wall. And immediately afterwards, in that same inning, Barry Bonds comes out, three-run homer hit. And then in the sixth inning, Kent hit a homer. So – and the giants made it to the world series that year with the two of them leading the wait way. so
0: jess do you know what feeling was... each other's
1: bus seats
0: like do you know the what the number concert. one um top 40 song um in june of 2002 was what a thousand miles by vanessa carlton <laughs> did white chicks come out in 2002 no i think it was way after that i will find yeah? out i don't know but so like imagine all of this barry bonds kent drama so you set have barry to a bonds thousand grabbing, miles by vanessa carlton grabbing jeff kent and it's like what a what a contrast making my way around the ballpark grabbing jeff kent's throat white chicks was white chicks was white chicks was 2004 no, no. white chicks was 2004 2000, great okay, so so not long after not um long after. so anyway <laughs> this was what it
1: the whole reason this started this like beef that has been so intense that they had to fight in the middle of a game with their own teammates was, I think, just because of two different personalities between these men. Bonds was known for being self-centered, standoffish. He didn't want to conform to the rules. He was rocking to the beat of his own drum while Kent is classic old school baseball fella, like, just let me play my game. And basically, Kent had come out saying, like, Why do we have to be friends when he was interviewed for this article before he was inducted into the Bay Area Hall of Fame? He's like, it doesn't matter. We won games. We went to the World Series. So why are you guys still asking me these questions? So, Lily, Mm -hmm. does baseball and any other sport you can think of require less team chemistry than other sports and why?
0: Um, I think – I don't want to just blatantly say yes, because I think there's a different type of chemistry that's needed in baseball. However, like when you look at the pure logistics of baseball, you can have a designated hitter. that's going to come up to the plate, hit a home run. And that's between them and the pitcher. Like it doesn't, there's not a lot of other like interactions that they would have with players. If they're not fielding, I think the chemistry comes in fielding. I think you need chemistry in things like run support which is not the the typical way that people view chemistry but i think it's also important like you can't you can't win games without run support sorry mets fans um and (laughs) (laughs) um self into the heart and and so i think there's like a different dynamic of chemistry that's needed but i I don't think that that chemistry is like we all have to be best friends to get along I don't think, honestly, any athletes have to be best friends. I no, think
1: but it's a, a very... huge problem no matter what sport you're in if you're brawling with your own teammate oh, yeah. in the dugout.
0: I think it's like, not to throw it all the way back to kindergarten, which is where we were in 2002, but um, there is the very like basic concept of like you don't have to like anybody, but you have to respect them. And I think exactly. that that's what it boils down to is like, I think it's fun for people when athletes are friends. Like, I think that's, like, a really interesting – Like, it's it nice. It makes it – it gives it it's another feel level. It's a feel-good story. Yeah, it gives, like, sports another level of, like, wanting – of rooting for a team. You want them to do well because you like them as people, because you like them as friends, yeah. whatever, whatever. Um, and I think but there has to be – But also, fighting kind of has the same effect. Yeah. But not with you... your own teammates. But not
1: with but your own you teammates. But you see their raw emotion. It's like – yeah. I don't know what exactly happened in the seconds leading up to that chokeout, but you gotta be really freaking mad to choke another gr- your, own grown man choking your own out teammate, out another grown man like that. To and the like, tune of a thousand Kenny miles break- by
0: Vanessa Carlton, <laughs> I can't get out of my head that that was the number one song when this
1: happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean but seriously like it's like okay well don't f with that guy I guess like I, know. I don't know I mean Barry Bonds his own set of issues that we've now realized as a society is not okay so maybe Kent was just like dude what's wrong and he's like
0: rush, uh, rush, Kent, uh. <laughs> okay so what's your chemistry grade for this one <laughs> A D, a D a D because nobody
1: writes home about a D like they just don't nobody writes
0: I, home but but is there credit for them like the, C's like, get
1: degrees and I don't even give them no this but credit. I'm
0: I'll give them a C in getting the degree in that they won the they World, the World Series. Series they you know what I mean they went to the World Series they won the games like Kent said who cares if we're friends we won the games sayonara see ya
1: I don't know, man. What a bad look. Like, I just could imagine, like, all What a of them, bad the look. Choking for, is. The starting lineup for the Giants sitting in the PR long conference room for the organization the this next day. This is why PR The PR, PR staff terrifying. member comes in and it's like, what did I freaking tell you guys? Like, stop doing this. It was my kid's birthday this weekend. I had to take a hundred phone <laughs> calls because you choked this guy
0: out. All right. So... Yeah, those, that's, that's that. I'm going C. Jess is going D. Um, more yeah. on baseball. Moving on to our moment of the week. Last week, the Tatis Jr. Grand Slam. And all the discourse that followed unanimously was picked one. over Thanks, Jess's guys. wholesome story. <laughs> um, moment of the week this week. Jess, go.
1: All right. So I'm not scratching this down to one moment, although I do have one moment particularly in mind. But my moment of the week is going to the Dallas Stars, killing it this week. At their five-game win streak right now, it started after game four in the round, first round of the playoffs versus the Flames. The series was tied 2-2, to and ever since then, they hit the ice skating. The ice. I was going to say the ground running. They hit
0: the ice They hit skating. the ice skating.
1: And they turned this playoff around, playoffs around, and their major win that I'm highlighting specifically was game six uh, that they beat the Flames and won. They turned around and crushed a 7 3 win over the Flames one series, like I said. And that was so crazy. I remember sitting at my friend's house, the game was on, and no one was paying attention because Mm -hmm. it was just the Dallas Stars like playing hockey and we don't care and one of our friends was saying they're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win and I think the Flames came out, scored two goals in a very quick amount of time in the first period and then all of a sudden the Stars just start sending shots in, puck in, puck in, ranking it up, the game ends up being 7-3 and and everyone was trash talking them like yeah, they're never gonna do it. Whatever. Just call And here state. we are. And here we are. Five game win streak. Moment of the week, guys. I don't um, know anyone from Dallas, but kick ass.
0: So my moment is the Blazers Lakers game last night, the score being twenty-four to eight during the first quarter on Kobe Bryant's birthday. I think stuff like this is so like shit, ch- like bone chilling. Like it like makes the hairs in your arms stand up. Um and it's just really like all the players obviously felt very strongly about it, um, and it was just kind of like a a weird, like, but nice moment. And so I thought that that was really cool. So that's my moment so cool. for the week. It was. Beautiful. Um, Jess, any tweets you had this week you wanna you wanna share with the class?
1: There's so many. I spent all of my time on Twitter, and it's so funny because I was on Twitter like very like locked in on my screen yesterday when I was watching that game. And then the one moment that I looked up to see the score was the 24 and oh. 8, And I was like, damn, the Blazers are getting blown out. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, but like it's 24 and 8 yeah. on Kobe day. And that made me very emotional. And that was just me procrastinating till I could find uh, my tweet that I, I like.
0: Do you want me to go? Okay. All right. You find yours. Um, My tweet is actually not to be that guy. It's not, this is not self-promoting. This is purely to like kickstart a question. Um, My tweet of the week is I tweeted last night at around two in the morning. I said, I'm awake just thinking about how good Exile on Main Street is, the Rolling Stones album. Um, And I tweeted this because last night for absolutely no reason at all, I was up very, very late thinking about what the greatest album of all time is. I think the exile, that Exile on Main Street is one of the greatest albums of all time. Rolling Stone has it as number seven on the 500 Greatest Albums of All Time list. Number one is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Um, and so I wanna know from everyone, what do you think the greatest album of all time is? Not necessarily your favorite, if you tell me your favorite too, love to know that. but hey, like, if what, you're passionate enough to think that your favorite album is the best greatest, of all time, then let me know. Rock on. Cause. But let me know what you think the greatest album of all time is, because I stayed up for far too many hours thinking about this and going back and forth. I had some that I had in mind were like Revolver, Rubber Soul, Beatles, um, Exile on Main Street. I really like the Doors debut album. Um... I don't know it could go well, a lot of places want to
1: hear what i think the greatest album of all time is yes a little bit longer by the jonas brothers
0: okay i can get behind that um it was
1: inspiring to me as a 14 year old
0: okay highway 61 highway 61 revisited bob dylan the free and bob dylan i don't know let me know what you think because I stayed up way too late thinking Lily about just things. basically and wants I you came... to follow her on Twitter. <laughs> no, and I came to absolutely zero conclusion about it, so let me know. Jess, tweet of the week.
1: Tweet of the week. I lo- legit loved the moment that went down a couple of days ago on Twitter um, when the broadcast caught J.R. Smith looking so whacked out. It was hilarious. So I have this one tweet, and it's like, damn jr jr been smoking mickey mouse runs <laughs> like, oh no <laughs> he looks bad it's always i feel like the internet is out to get jr i hope he has a thick skin he has to look at this stuff and laugh i mean he looks cooked in this picture So <laughs> oh no. we'll toss it up there for you guys to to check out and look at but um, I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. If you're just listening to this, because it's classic, the guy needs to get some eye drops. <laughs> from eye doctor. I don't know. He needs to put some cold water on his face. My mom used to put like a bucket of cold water, like or a cold rag on us. Like when we wouldn't get up in the morning for school, when we were younger. Ooh. Like, I think somebody needs to do that in the bubble to J.R. Smith. I don't think that he's stoned in an NBA game, but like stop making it look like, like you really are because I looked at it for so long. Like, no way, whose man's is this?
0: Oh. Um, all right. So with that, this has been well, this guys, week's episode of what Throwing show. Down.
1: Remember, we had a lot of people vote really great things um, for our moment of the week. Stay tuned for that. Over the weekend, we'll have you guys get your votes Mm -hmm. in so next week we can
0: induct another member into the Hall of Fame. Um, Follow us on social media at throwinnoG underscore down. And I think that that's it. Jess? Oh, oh, oh. Yes. It's never just sports, guys. There we go. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you guys and hear you guys next week.